I'm Sarah. I'm Stacy. It did take us a minute. We had to figure out everything. <laughs> it was a hot second. And we haven't figured everything out. Let's just be honest. Nope. And then we had to peep. Four million times because we're moms. Yeah. Welcome to 30s. 36. I just turned 36 in October. <laughs> Hey, I'm 36 too. I know. We're the same age until December 6th. (laughs) Hopefully I don't find more gray hairs before my birthday. Oh, dude. I know. Tell me about it. Like, I swear, I find a gray hair every every time a gray hair pops up, it's because of my youngest. Yep. And mine's because of my husband and my teenager that I got to chauffeur around all the time. (sighs) <sighs> it's hard. Oh, totally. Adulting's hard. I want to be an adult. I want to be a Toys R Us kid. Well, that's why we're doing podcasts for free. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we got to. Got to start somewhere, guys. So this is um those weirdos from Michigan. Like I said, I'm Sarah. And I'm Stacy Joe. And we just decided to get this started. We haven't I don't know. We've we've been through so much. I know. <laughs> we've had so many failures, but you know what? They eventually turn into successes. I know. You cannot have failures. Or this you can I mean you can't have successes without first having many failures. Well, we're we're good at those. <laughs> that means we're going to be extremely successful one day because it'll pay off. It'll pay off. I really hope so. It will. It's been so long. I know. But I, you know, I'm really excited to do this. You know, I don't care if we don't get paid a cent because this is so this much is fun. So much fun. This is. I couldn't I sleep do last time. night. I know. I can see your eyes. They're super, super red like you haven't slept in all night i didn't sleep all night i was really really excited to do this i know i was too <laughs> <laughs> and of course oh stacy sound might get a little tip technical difficulties first day yes <laughs> her, her uh <laughs> she's having <laughs> this happens moment. to me why she's why having an awkward moment Her filter fell off, so um, <laughs> so we're this new. This is our first day, okay? <laughs> and Stacy, Stacy always has to do something on her first day of work, don't you, Stacy? <laughs> I do. I do, and it started with Amazon Prime recently. Oh, man. My first day with my trainer. Dude's name is Mike, by the way. Um, great trainer. Very laid back. I uh, first day with the van, decided to roll back in some gravel. And um, we were pretty much out of our packages, so not a lot of weight. And uh, yeah. 
just a little stuck. I looked over at my trainer and I go, um, <laughs> so, uh, I kind of think maybe I might be stuck just a little. Yeah. And he's like, uh, just don't let, let, let me try to get it out. He tries. <clears throat> Got it more stuck. So he go, looks over at me, and here I am petrified. It's my first day, and we got to call Coach She's Doc. petrified. Petrified. <laughs> petrified, guys. That's my, yeah, that's my new word. We're going to stick with that one. I'm not even going like, to. I love that. <laughs> I do, too. I do, too. Petrified. <laughs> We're gonna use that. Should I write that down, or are you gonna remember it? Um, petrified. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I'll make a note right here. All right, do it to it because I know uh, our blonde asses ain't gonna remember that shit. Nope. All right, it's written. It's coffee. written down. <laughs> I might even incorporate it in my new, my story today. So yeah. this podcast, we um we actually are doing more. You know, it's probably going to be more of a variety show. Yeah. Um, but we are a Michigan-based podcast, so we um, decided to do stuff all through Michigan. Yeah. Um, actually, you know, sis, I was thinking even the, the surrounding counties, because we're right here so close to... Ohio and Indiana that maybe we could reach out to them a little bit so hello from Michigan to Ohio and Indiana and anybody out there really that's interested in Michigan and hey even if you're across the pond we'll be we'll be happy to have you absolutely we are happy to have each and every one of you um on my end more so I'm going to be handling music um any Michigan made music and Michigan made people out there reach out to me we want to hear from you Stalk us. We like it. We love it. <laughs> so, um, speaking of music, uh, I've got, I went out to Yo 55 this week. How did that go? Oh, man, that was awesome. Like, my bro from high school, what? actually all school. But what, what is Studio 55? What is that? Okay, so Studio 55 um, is right here on Broad Street in Hillsdale, Michigan. Um, it's been there for several years. There's a liquor store on top. No way. No, totally. There so, is. like, if the bar wasn't enough. <laughs> <laughs> the bar really isn't, wasn't enough. And you get to go to the liquor store on top, so it's okay. Yeah, but. It uh, evens out. But my buddy, uh, he he's a rapper. His name is Brandon Traxler. He's a rapper for Biokillas. Bio. Killers. Yes, I love them, dude. They're they're a different sound. Like I don't typically go for rap, and I think Brandon knows this uh, because I've done rock and you know stuff like that. But I've always liked Bone Thugs and Harmony. They were great, but they had a different mellow sound, you know. And this is where uh, Bio Killers, I Bio Killers. I'm sorry, I Killer. don't say that too white. She's petrified, guys. <laughs> it's okay. I don't want to say that too white, yo. Um, but yeah, uh, they they were awesome, and I mean, I was I have fibromyalgia, and I stood up all night just with all like all the people that played there was amazing. There was a great lineup. We had Kane Kinetic, 
um, out of Jackson, Michigan. And he's yeah, and he he liked our Facebook, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, his girlfriend did too. And uh, I went around and asked any scholars if they want to get on and uh, do some like interviews with us. And I think they're pretty excited about that. And hopefully we can maybe play some of their music and promote them. But yeah. See, that's the great thing about podcasts. You know, you don't have to like, we come to you. Oh, yeah. If you want your music to be played on our podcast, just come to us. We have a Facebook. We have an Instagram. We have a Twitter, but I don't know how to tweet. So I might have to get a few lessons on tweeting. Yeah. yeah. Um, and what else? Oh, we have a Pinterest and a website and an email. So any band stories, I, I will put a form up there for you. And then as soon as we get that up, go ahead and fill that out. And we will feature you on here. We'll talk about the history of your band. We'll talk about the venues you play at. Um, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, that'll be that'll be the best thing, man. We're so excited. We want to play your music. Um, anything we can do to promote you guys that work so hard. Uh, me being a musician myself, I can completely understand the struggle it is. And Sis is amazing. Like, she is talented. She was featured on Nashville Radio. Um, what was the name of it? Actually, it was a podcast. Oh, it was yes. a podcast. Podcast, but yes. still, that was so cool. And it was right out of like pretty. Much, it was McMinnville, Tennessee, which isn't far from Nashville. And uh, yeah, it was it was really great. It was a great experience. And every since like I did that, I always wanted to do some type of podcast. But like, I really want to. I mean, they did theirs on video form and stuff. And I would like for us to get there eventually, uh, where we can actually have video TV type podcasts a little bit but yeah because we're both introverts we don't really like the video but like this is more relaxing for us because you know we can just talk like we can do it in our jammies we can do coffee. it in our jammies um drinking coffee you know just behind the scenes stuff that you guys don't want to see and you know we can pick our nose yeah i just picked my nose five minutes ago ew <laughs> you weirdo <laughs> You That's weirdo right. from Michigan. I'm proud to be. Remember, don't be normal. It's weird. Oh, my gosh. Normal people scare us. Oh, man. So bad. Like, I know so many people that are so normal. Like, really? I'm bored I don't that. know any normal people. I do. Like, I think they're normal. That quote themselves. No, is no, normal. no, 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 no. They're not because you know, most people might think my parents are kind of normal with their OCD habits. I'm sorry if you guys listen, but the OCD. Okay, let's just talk about it. Everything's immaculate when I go over there. Everything. Okay, my house is not immaculate. No matter how hard I try, I have a 13 year old boy and a husband. That works a lot, so he has a hard time cleaning. Um, and he's, you know, a soldier. He was in Iraq for twice, and he's got PTSD issues, all that. But anyways, the house is always a mess. So, yeah, it's really hard to keep up. And my parents have everything nice and tidy, and it's always been that way even since I was a child. Squeaky. Squeaky clean. clean. Yes, but, yeah, but people would think they were normal, right? Yeah. No. 
they're far from normal. (laughs) (laughs) My mom is so silly. She's got some dark humor. I enjoy her. She is just the kindest person you'll ever meet. She doesn't judge. She's just awesome. she She is very, very cool. And my dad, he's a hard worker and he's very dependable. And he's hauling around dead bodies. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Oh my gosh. Just, yeah. That's why we made this podcast though because some people like that they don't find that stuff funny. No, I know. There's you a lot of You have to be a weirdo. Uh, you have to be a weirdo to listen to our show. We're definitely not normal. Mm-mm. We've been through so much together. So many businesses I could puke. So many. But yes. you know what? We learned from each and every one of them, and uh, we never stopped trying. And I really think that's uh, that's a very big thing is don't stop giving – don't give up on your dreams. You, your dream has to be your number one priority, you know. Uh, I really believe in that. So. Yeah, and I just had to find my niche. niche. Yeah, and I think we found it. Yes, we this did. this is so fun. Okay, so what's the time we got? Right now, it will be, it is 12.41 p.m. 11, or uh, November 1st, 2021, and I miss Halloween already. I know. This is so sad. So, we're recording on this day, but we don't plan on um, putting them out maybe the same day. We are probably going to upload it to... um, I think we our countdown is November 11th, maybe. Maybe. It depends on... We're still learning the software, so it's going to take some time. But uh, uh, until we get that down, it'll probably be delayed by a couple days or, or so or whatever um, until we can get this completely figured out because I am lost on the whole editing. But we're doing the damn thing. Yes, yes, we're rocking it. We're rocking it out. Um, I'm so excited to keep going with this because uh, we're going to do great. And we've got a pretty good recording time on here. So, yeah. So how did your Halloween go? <laughs> how were how were did your girls have fun? OK, so, oh, this is what happened. So Emma decides, you know, she don't want to go trick or treating this year. Made what? Mom, yeah, she's 11 years old. She's like, Mom, I don't want to go trick-or-treating this year. I want to hand out candy. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. So um, Izzy, of course, wanted to go trick-or-treating. So she went trick-or-treating. And me and Emma stayed home. And uh, we tried to uh, pass out candy. And we had only three takers in a 20-minute period. Oh, my gosh. Which is shocking because we live in an apartment complex. I know. Like... I mean, you would think some more people would show up, but uh, no. So and your poor neighbor, she put on out bags of candy. Oh, I know. I saw it on Facebook. I know, and she did such a wonderful job. Um, but yeah, I, so I don't understand why people didn't come to our apartment complex. But anyways, Emma's sitting here on the front porch, and she's kind of looking down, and she's like, um, Mom... We aren't getting any trick-or-treaters. Can I still go trick-or-treating? Aw. So she's like, but will you take me in your car? 
This, Where? She wanted me to take her in my car to go trick-or-treating. But obviously there's a lot of candy in the car apartment complex. You know, because nobody was there. Well, yeah, but we... I, I mean, growing up, I always was like, you only hit one house once. You know what I'm saying? You don't go back and hit it twice, three times. You just Yeah, but there's once. quite a few apartments here. I know, but when we looked around, there wasn't very many people. Well, I guess that's why they didn't show up, because there wasn't very many people handing out candy. Ooh, we <laughs> just solved the case. <laughs> ah, we just solved it. We just figured out. We just figured out. Blue. I don't want to get royalty oh, problems shoot. with that. Yeah, let's not. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have insurance. <laughs> Do you? Wait, does Blue's, Blue's Clues still air? Does that matter? Um, I think they just had a 25th anniversary. It was all over social media. Yeah, so wow. it was the three generations of the Blues Clues guy, and everybody's like, oh my gosh, Steve just broke my heart. He said <laughs> I could do whatever I wanted to, and maybe, yeah, yeah, I, I get that. <laughs> I feel that. You know, and I had such a mas- massive crush on Steve when I was <laughs> when I was in eighth grade. You would. <laughs> I watched Blue's Clues in eighth grade because I had a crush on Steve. Although I do know of one person that you and I both had a crush on. What's that? MacGyver. Oh my gosh, MacGyver. Yeah, I actually have a had. No, I think I still have it. An autograph photo of MacGyver. Oh man. Because I was like that in love with him. I had to have Monday nights for MacGyver. And... My yeah. parents knew how obsessed I was with MacGyver. They had him um, sign a photo, and they framed it for me for Christmas. How freaking cool is that, you spoiled rotten little shit? I know, <laughs> right? It was so awesome. Like, I still remember opening it, and I think I, like, so leaped cool. for joy. Oh, man, that is some cool-ass shit. Dude, if I can find it, I'll bring it next time. I'm totally geeking over MacGyver right now. And I'll post pictures on Instagram and all that. Okay, I'm a weirdo. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. You are totally a weirdo, and so am I. Um, You're really going to, like, laugh at this uh, old crush I had. Who? Just take a guess. It's it's back in that time. Is it a celebrity? It is a celebrity. Uh, was, was he in funny? A TV show, and he was very arrogant, <laughs> probably drunk most of the time. He sounds like he, House. He he was on Baywatch back in that time. Uh uh-uh. uh Yeah, I totally did. What's his name? <laughs> I don't. Know. David Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff. Yes. yes. Yes, I can't believe I forgot. I had to like go through, you know, like I swear I have fingers in my brain that just go trying to find the file. <laughs> yes, I know. I like that too. It takes me a minute to talk to anybody because I have to really process everything. <laughs> I know. I can't believe we're actually just talking. There hasn't been an awkward silence yet. I think we've been working on it, though, secretly. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we've been trying to get... We're, we're actually both, like, introverts big time. Yeah, but, you know, when we're with each other, we don't really... I mean, we do talk pretty much the whole time. Yeah, we do. We do. And That's why we haven't gotten to our story yet, which might have to be next time. Because 
Well, you can cut that out. You can cut this out. You can cut this out. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. <laughs> I will do so. Okay. What what's the what's the weather like today? The weather. I actually haven't looked at that. Let me look. Let me look. Let me look. <laughs> The weather. It's supposed to be partly cloudy with a chance of being colder than a witch's tit and a brass bra at a nice healthy degree of 45 degrees to 46 degrees, 34 degree low and a 47 October. Where are you? Come back. I I miss you. I know. I'm so not looking forward to that. Um, and Tuesday we have a partly cloudy and it's a low wow. 31 degrees. It sounds like gray in our future. Yes. Just gray. gray. The only day, and that's going to be pretty much all week from Tuesday or from today until Friday, it's going to be partly cloudy, partly sunny, and it's going to be really low, cold, cold, cold. Make sure your butt cheek, your butt hairs is dry when you go to the bathroom because it's going to be frozen if you step outside. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just looking pretty. I mean, Saturday looks like it's going to be Sunday or uh, Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> so are we? Sh- <laughs> There's a per- chance of time travel. <laughs> <laughs> On Saturday. <laughs> Saturday's going to be Sunday. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Man, oh, man. Oh Saturday. <laughs> Saturday's going to be Sunday. <laughs> I think you should do the weather every time. <laughs> do it, please. And Sunday's pretty darn cold. So, yeah, that's what so I So, we're going like. to make your days a little bit more sunny with our podcast. Yes, but actually dark at the same time. Oh, yeah. You got to sure. be dark. We got to be dark. We're we dark. need to find our people, okay? So, like, if you're an introvert, if you like awkwardness, if you like, um, I don't know, sarcasm and dark humor, you are our people. You're going to want to listen because we got some good stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we do. We've got great stuff. You're going to want to stay tuned. I'm going to talk about Jacob, the crouch. The crouch? Like the grouch? Sounds like crotch. 
<laughs> That's the first. Well, I kept writing it like crotch. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, man. So, okay. The Crouch family plot is actually in Jackson. Ooh, Jackson. Yeah. So. Connecticut. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, cool. So, yeah, he can already relate to this. He probably even has heard about it. Oh, yeah. The Crouch family murders. Okay. So. Jacob Crouch, he was born in 1809 in Orange County. And I put the OC here because this is like a soap opera. Okay. He was born in, um, it was northern New York. um, And he decided to move to Jackson, Michigan in 18, let me see my notes here, 1837. Um, And the reason why he moved here was because he was a wheat farmer and he was actually a self-made millionaire. Um, like, in that time. It's not a millionaire, you know, back in the day. But, you know, it, it was equivalent. Um, and it was a massive business back then because, you know, wheat. We had the best soil for wheat. So he decided to come here. Um, he ended up with, like, a thousand acres of land. And it was, and then he had a valuable herd. So cattle farmers and stuff would be known to frequent that place. Um, anyways, so he, so let's talk about some facts. Like with Jacob, he didn't trust the government. Huh. And you know what? There are a lot of people, like things haven't changed much. I don't trust the government. Well, I trust some parts of it. I believe there's good people and bad people everywhere. Right. I agree with that. Um, I also believe that in races as well. People are people, you know, and I'm going to get actually into that because this story kind of made me a little upset in a way because, you know, I'll get to that. Anyway, so he didn't trust the government. And um, this led to him keeping money on hand in, in the house. And then he would have all of his papers and stuff. So, um, anyways, everything was on hand. Um, he didn't love to be photographed. And I will, I will post the photo of him. He looks freaking, you know, 1800s creepy. And I actually found out why they all kind of look creepy. <laughs> Did you know that? I think I know. Can I guess? Yeah. Okay. So they only took their pictures when after they were dead. Not all of them. Oh, I thought that was most. No, no, no. Like family pictures and stuff. Um, you would you'll see like they all like like have big eyes and they're just like, it's I swear they're like just give us your creepiest ass look and we will photograph it. <laughs> I know. But I honestly think it was just because they were bored out of their gourd. Yeah. Because I guess the photographs took like a long time to take. Oh, okay. So, um, I definitely would have resting bitch face for sure. If I had to sit there forever, (laughs) I have no patience. So yeah, I'm sure Jacob being the busy guy he was, I mean, he was a millionaire. He was busy as hell. Um, 
was like, fuck this, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean... I think they were probably all excited to get their picture taken at first. Then after sitting there for like three <laughs> hours, they're like, get the fucker over with, man. I what know. What the hell's taking so long? <laughs> that would so be me. I have like no patience. Like, sis, every time she's like, I'm going to be on my way here pretty soon. Like, okay, it's usually like three or four hours later. I'm like, what are you doing? What could you do in four hours? Like, what could I do in four hours? <laughs> you forget I'm Wonder Woman and I fit a lot of flipping shit into my day. <laughs> I know. Anyways, you think we freaking have bad luck, sis? This family had the worst worst luck and you're gonna I mean this is like a game of clue mixed with I don't know like some kind of family drama soap opera type thing that you would see on the CW or something or I don't know but anyways it is it's a soap opera you're gonna love it okay okay I'm gonna I'm gonna flip my notes here and I'm gonna crinkle paper like acting like I'm busy so here's a sound effect right here (laughs) okay all right (laughs) thanks for saving me some work you're welcome yeah so anyways jacob the crouch that's what i'm gonna call him because he was a grouch he was an honorary old man (laughs) honorary uh he had a wife named anna and together they had five freaking kids Wait, wait now wait a minute you telling me this guy is grouchy and he's got five kids? He's got five kids and his last one he had at 50 freaking years old. And you're going to be like, holy crap. I kind of understand Jacob a little bit. I understand. Why, I'm like a grumpy old man. Like, that's my soul. <laughs> no, you're not. No, no, no. I mean, maybe not on the outside. But I am complaining about everything on the inside. Especially when it comes to working at the salon. (laughs) Well, I guess I can relate because I think my kids think I'm a grouchy old woman sometimes. Yeah, but Jacob definitely was an introvert too. And but he was a successful guy, so maybe we can learn a little bit from Jacob. Late a lot, obviously. How can you be in a bad mood? You know, I know. And once I tell you how far apart these kids were and their kind of their history. You're going to be like, oh, okay. I'm, I'm starting to understand Jacob a little bit better. So, I mean, every everything that I've read about Jacob, I mean, I feel like we don't have his side of the story. So we can't really judge him. Right, right. I mean, maybe he was grumpy. Maybe he was overworked. And then he had freaking five kids. And then these kids ranged. All right, ready? Yeah. Susan was born in 1839. And Susan was actually named after his mom. His mom's name was Susan Wing. Wow. So, um, yeah, I thought that was interesting. And Ethel, she was born in 1840, right? You know, like a year from Susan. Wow. Um, But then she passed away at four years old. Yeah, poor Ethel. I feel bad. I hope she found her Lucy. Um, anyways, and then Byron was born in 1842. So she, this, this poor mom already, she's got 
a two-year-old. She's got a one-year-old. And then she's got Byron that's a newborn. Okay? Two years later, Ethel passes away. So she loses one of her children already. Um, And then two years after Ethel died, Dayton was born in 1846. And he actually died three years before this tragedy took place, mysteriously. Nobody knows how he died at all. Okay. And then Eunice was born in 1850. Wow. Yes. And Eunice, oh my gosh, I love Eunice. She is a freaking badass in the story and for her day. She was a woman ahead of her time. And then Judson, they called him Judd, was born in 1859. Wow. So, um, I'm going to tell you the important, you know, kids of the story. Um, I tried to not leave out anybody because they all need their story heard. Um, but the most important part of the story is Judd and Eunice, I believe. But anyways, I'm going to talk about Judd and, um, all the pieces of the puzzle will fall into place later. Um, Judd was the youngest of the five, the Crouch Five. Uh-huh. I'm going to call him the Crouch Five, like the Jackson Five. Nice. Do it to it. <laughs> he was considered back then as a cripple. I don't think they would call it the, that these days. I'm not sure. Um, I'm not really political. So, like, if I do say something that offends you, I'm not political at all. She doesn't mean offense to anybody who's going to get butt hurt. No, no, not at all. Like... <laughs> Um, I seriously, I just, I don't research the stuff. So if I say something wrong, it's probably cause I didn't research it and I don't have enough knowledge about it. Same. So don't like, don't get mad at me. I'm not trying to be like that. Anyways. So, um, quit being a Karen. Yeah, I know. Quit being a Karen. Oh my gosh. I found a Karen the other day. Okay. So I go to the shake shop down the road from me. It's called nutrition beach. And um, they sell, like, they sell. <laughs> I went, nice holy crap, I just went Southern. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they sell. <laughs> You've been around me too much today. I know. I'm petrified. You're petrified? Oh, no. <laughs> okay, so about your Karen story. Okay, so anyways, I, I encountered one, and I don't want to, uh, no offense to Karens if they listen to our podcast. No, nah, we like here. I have friends who are Karen. But if you complain, we're going to find it hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you're going to be Karen at that point. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyways, so um, we get in there and I have a little shake with uh, Keegan because he lost, or I want, no, I lost the bet for him having the hook on all night. You know, yeah. you remember that bet? Yes. Okay, so he did it and he even gamed with that little hook. <laughs> Now that's determination. So, you know, I lost a bet. And so he's like, Mom, he wakes me up. Mom, let's go to the Shake Shop. It's uh, it's 1245. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I slept that long? What the hell? So I get out and I go to the room and I'm like all, you know, disheveled like I am in the morning. <laughs> and it was only 11. So anyways, we go to the Shake Shop 
and um, we order our shakes, and Taylor is super busy. There's, he's got, like, six people in there at one point, and he's just, you know, the one guy making the shakes. And um, he goes on to make this woman's tea bomb, and he overfills it because she decides to tell him, I want bubble in my tea, like the bubble teas. Yeah. So he ends up having to pour out some of her drink, and she goes, you're going to pour out my aloe that's in my drink and so he just ignored her which i thought was funny and then um he goes on to make the shake next to them you know and um gives it to the girl and then the karen goes can you make my shakes a little bit thicker than that Oh my goodness! I know she just was like whiny, yeah, whiny. Is she like Princess Diane or what? Sure, I don't know. But witch. anyways, yeah. So she was a Karen, and um, I looked at Keegan and I go, "It's a Karen, it's a Karen." I know. Hey, it's a Karen, <laughs> and he started. He goes, "Uh huh." Emma, Emma points that stuff out everywhere we go. She's like, Mom, I think we've got a Karen on our hands. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine you guys probably have some Karens around here for sure. Oh, man, it's ridiculous. I know. It's so ridiculous. Um. Anyway, so um, where was I going with that anyway? You said, but Jacob anyway. Okay. So he was born with a club foot. That means like one leg was shorter than the other. So they had to get special shoes made for him. And they had the money for it back then, you know. Um, anyways, uh, so now I'm starting to understand Jacob a little bit. And I'm not judging him for this situation. He was 50 years old. Um, his wife just died um, after giving birth to Judd six days after Judd Judd. Bleh, Judd was born. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Um, and at this point, he is an overworked, has probably no energy. I mean, I couldn't handle a newborn right now, I don't think. No. Um, and he's 50. He's old. So he gives his, you know, this child to Susan. And um, some say it's because he was crippled and he didn't want to take care of a crippled kid or anything like that. So Judd ended up um, moving in with Susan, who is now 20, and her husband, Daniel Halcombe. Halcombe? Halcombe. Halcombe. Something like that. Um, And Judd actually thought that Susan was his mom until 10 years old. Wow. Yeah. So um, Eunice is the next child that's important. I'm going to talk about Eunice. Uni, uni, uni. She's my girl. Yeah. Anyways, she is another piece of the puzzle. Um, she was actually Jacob's favorite child. Like everybody, you know, all the articles I read and stuff said that she was um, the favored one. Gotcha. Um, that was his little girl. <coughs> right. Uh, so Eunice, I feel she was like a strong woman. Okay. For her day. She actually graduated. Um, and this is in the 1800s from college. Wow. Uh, she went to St. Mary's uh, Notre Dame. That's what it was called back in the day. That's impressive because they didn't really graduate from college those days. It no. It wasn't a big thing. No. But she didn't really do anything with it because she ended up getting married right after college mm-hmm. um, to this guy named uh, Henry White. Um, and Henry and Eunice were married for about two years. And then they decided to uh, move in with Jacob to um, kind of 
help him because he was aging and he was having a hard time. So they moved in to take care of him. And then um, if that was enough people in that little little two story farmhouse. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> probably rickety as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, Julia Reese was 22 and she was a, a live in ma- made for the crouches. Wow. Yep. And then nice. George, who was only 16 years old, was living there as well as a farmhand. Mm. Um, and they were probably only getting so much money a week because they unfortunately were colored. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah. I, I feel bad for people back in that day that you were born a certain way and they just decided to shit all over them. I know. But anyways, and, the, and and I would like to say it stopped, but it's still going on. Um, so anyways, now you know the past, who's important. Um, and now we will move on to the day of the massacre. Good, the good, good, good part. Okay. Yeah, because history can can be kind of kind of be boring, anyways. But it has, you know, for any good, scary, creepy story, you gotta know the people. You gotta know the people, and you we gotta, gotta know, know the history. We gotta know the loss, anyways. So Jacob decides to have a buddy over to stay the night. Um, you know, like I said, he had valuable herd. Uh, there was a cattle farmer in town. He was like, "Hey, hey, Jake, you got any? You got any cattle for me?" <laughs> yeah, right, right. And Jacob's like, "Well, we'll talk about it over dinner. How about you stay the night, and then tomorrow, you know, we'll have fresh minds and we'll talk more of this cattle business." Yeah. So, you know, his name was Moses Pulley, this this cattle farmer, and he stayed the night. And I'm sure Julia cooked them all a very nice. Uh, dinner while she had scraps in the kitchen and they decided to talk like politics um, over the fire and Eunice you know she's an educated woman she wanted to speak up she wanted to tell her side of the story she looks over to Henry and Henry has his lips kind of parted like don't say anything and you know (laughs) Brian and I have this telepathy thing going on he always knows what I'm going to say before I say it. So yeah. if Eunice and Henry were anything like that, she would just shut up because her dad, Jacob, didn't believe women had anything valuable to say on politics. Uh-oh. So, you know, that's kind of the family, you know, feel. Um, they all decided to go up to bed about nine and um, it was either nine or ten. And George and Julio, like, slept upstairs because that was the servants. I'm sure it was hotter up there. Right, <laughs> right, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they were still kind of shitty people. I mean, having people like that for easy pay. So he was obvi- obviously a cheap guy. Right. <clears throat> Anyways, so, um, oh, I forgot to tell you about Julia, though. Okay. Julia, the servant that slept upstairs. She actually ended up being very flirty with the neighbor, Charles Park. Oh, boy. Yeah. And um, they actually, er, and, and Jacob found out about it, and he fired Charles like a week before this all occurred. Uh-oh. 
I know. There's so many oh, players in this. Man, yeah. So Definitely I'm sure blue. Julia, I mean, she was super attractive. That's what all the article said was like, hi, Charles. And, you know, they had a little fling going on. And Jacob's like, no, she's mine. So anyways, Charles gets fired. And so anyways, let's go to the back. We're going to fast forward back to the ma- massacres. Okay. Um, so at nine o'clock, everybody goes to bed. Uh, George ends up falling asleep um, and then wakes up around 1130 because there's this massive storm going on outside. thunderstorm on november 21st wow in michigan go figure isn't that weird that is weird um it's very rare to have something like that but michigan it does happen though hormonal oh my gosh i don't know who's more bipolar (laughs) i know uh me or michigan it doesn't really right. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't really matter with Michigan. I'm telling you, it just has to have one bad. It's day. schizo. It is. Oh my gosh, it's schizo. Doesn't surprise me. So, anyways, um, George wakes up. He hears thunder, and he's like, "Oh my gosh, it's so scary because it's such a you know old house and it's rickety." I'm sure. So he's like, "Okay, it's just a storm. I'm gonna go back to sleep." And I found various news article uh, news articles on saying how George reacted. I don't know which one's right. Um, it sounds similar, but it doesn't sound like all the same. All the same, you know. So, anyways, so George, I'm just gonna tell the best one. Right, <laughs> I'm go gonna tell. It. I'm gonna tell the best one with the most drama. Yes, <laughs> drama. So George. Um, you know, falls back asleep, and then he hears what he thinks is a gunshot. Yeah. He's wow. like, well, well, maybe that's just the weather again, you know. Maybe I'm just imagining things. So he goes and tries to fall back asleep, and then he hears another gunshot. furniture being moved and a moan huh yeah so at that time he was like oh my gosh there's really somebody in the house so he goes to the window to see if he can see anything and he sees a man with a lantern outside his window um another article said it was just a light that he saw but let's go with man in the lantern because it sounds more creepy creepy so George is freaked and he's only 16 years old. So he's just a kid. Um, he is freaked out. So he goes and he goes into the chest that is in his like at the end of his bed. He pulls out all the clothes and just hides in it until everything kind of dies down. Um, 
So anyways, um, when George woke up the next morning, uh, or didn't wake up, he was cramped in a little chest. I doubt he slept. And I'm sure he was scared out of his mind. He ends up running down the stairs, goes and checks on Jacob, and, you know, he finds Jacob. He finds, you know, he probably just peeked in there, but whatever he saw scared the crap out of him. So he ends up running barefoot in November, a half a mile, to the neighbor's house. Wow. Yes. And so um, the neighbors are Charles Parks. And Charles Parks is the one with Julia, you know. Yeah. The one that got fired. Right. And he goes in inside and he tries to get help. And Charles is like, okay, wait here. I'm going to get the other neighbor. And I got to find his name. Hold on. It's in my notes. Poor George. Poor George. Okay. George Hudson Hutchins was the other neighbor. So they all go back over to the Crouch's house and they find Julia just browsing around the kitchen, starting to make breakfast. <laughs> I you love know, it when you say breakfast. <laughs> breakfast. 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 Sis has her own dictionary. I do. And I love <laughs> milk with it. Nice. Okay. Anyways. So. <laughs> <laughs> Hutchins goes in. He comes storming into the kitchen where Julia is just like, hey, sup? You guys want some eggs and you want some bacon? You know, she has no idea what's going on, apparently. Um, Hutchins goes, who's been murdered? And Julia's like, "Uh, I don't know anything about any murders. You know, nobody's murdered that I know of. Yeah, she was in the house the, the whole time. She must be a really heavy sleeper. She, she must the one that did it. She must be. Um, anyways, so um, anyways, let's let, let's talk about the murders, like who got shot, where, who was shot, all that stuff. Okay. So Jacob was loaded. Okay. He he always had his money on person. Um, we'll just talk about him. A little summary. He was the father. He got shot in the head, just once. And he died right there on the spot. Um, the second person shot. And it, I don't know how they came up with the chronicle. Why can't I talk today? <laughs> it's because I got no sleep. Chronologically ordered here. Okay. Um, because they had like no evidence. They had like it was so tampered with. So I don't know how they found out the order. I'm just going to go by what I researched. Um, Moses, the cattle dude, that's what I called him on my notes, um, shots escalated and he, um, got shot in the head and the chest. So, you know, two times. So Jacob once, Moses twice, Henry was shot in the neck and abs, the abs I put, not the abdomen. I have a hard time saying abdomen. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so then um it was two shots, two shots, and then it escalated even more with Eunice. She was st- shot actually five times. And the poor girl was eight months pregnant at the time. Oh my god. But I think she fought like hell, and that is why she got shot so many times. Cause she was probably the last one shot. Um, because she heard everything already. 
Yeah. You know, so um, she was fighting for her and her child's life before she died because she and she was also a strong woman, obviously. Yeah. Um, so she was like, nope. She got shot twice in the right arm, once in the neck, once in the head and once in the abdomen. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny every time you try to say it. <laughs> abdomen. Oh, man. Okay. All right. I need a stretch here. Stretch. I need a stretch. Okay. I'll need a coffee before I get to my, sto- my oh story. Oh, my gosh. It's so long. This this whole story is very long. Yeah, this will be yours. Okay. I'm going to do mine. All right. <laughs> sounds good. So word got around to Daniel, which, remember, there are so many people to the story. Daniel was Susan's husband. They both took care of Judd. Um, and... He actually brought the sheriff in, and then the sheriff brought a amateur sheriff in. Um, and while this investigation was going on, the sheriff actually got shot, the amateur one. Um, and but he didn't die. But he also thought that he saw Judd do it. Wow! So it, this is such a crazy twist and turn story. Oh you yeah, know? yeah. I'm getting. Um, I'm hooked. So <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, a hundred and like 45 people found out before the sheriff could even get there to investigate and they trampled all over the crime scene. So 1800s crime unit was probably not superb. Probably Probably not. Now you got 145 people just... Messing up the crime scene, got probably couple, taking stuff. Got a couple farmers chewing on their hay in the corner. Going, <laughs> I don't know, Bob. <laughs> I don't know what you think happened here. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know, oh. Jake. <laughs> I really don't know what happened here. It looks like it hurt. Let's stand around for five and a half more hours trying to figure it out. <laughs> hey, what's that? Can I take that for my collection? What's that? My Sorry. my true crime collection. You know, true crime was always a thing. Yeah, yeah, it was. And it's always been intriguing to the and American And fascinating. People for sure. Yes. And probably other countries. I don't know, but for American, yes. And for you weirdos. And for weirdos. My weird friends, we love you. We love you so much. I'm so glad that you're on here listening. We haven't supporting. met you yet, but you know what? You know, this is our first day. First day? <laughs> our first day. It's our first day, Bob. It's our first day, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Bob. That's it, Jacob. You're my best friend. You're my best friend. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the whole damn town of Jackson came. And people from trains and automobiles. No, probably not automobiles. Probably carriages. (laughs) Now you just sound like Forrest Gump. I do. Okay. Anyways. Um, so everything was kind of effed from the beginning. Uh, okay. 
the crimes. Okay, no, no, no. So all the money uh, in the house that I said he carried on person was left alone. Oh, wow. Um, but they did find some papers that were missing, like important papers. Um, so investigators were scratching their asses because of a total shit show uh, that was already taking place. Um and decided to blame it on the only two people they could think of because they were just grasping for anything. So who do you think they went to? You have any clues? Was that would that be Charles? No. Charles was, you know, a white guy. Mm-hmm. Uh Julia and George were black. Okay. So they decided to blame it on them because of their color. Um, And George, even though he ran and got help, I mean, he wouldn't be that stupid. Yeah. Um, And then Julia, I mean, she had no reason to do it unless, like, that was her love and maybe it was a love motive. So let's let's just let's just let's just talk about Julia. So I actually made made this like a game of Clue. Okay, I'm excited. <laughs> I want to play. So is it is it Julia and the sturdy with the candles candlestick? I really think it might be Julie. Yeah, but stuff. once you hear everybody, you might change your mind. So Julia, she was the first suspect um, because they just took her in because they couldn't figure out anybody else. Um, she was friendly with the neighbor. Charles was fired. She was probably angry that Charles got fired. Um, And maybe Jacob was keeping her from her lover. That's the only motives I can see from all the articles I read. Um, So I'm not sure if it's Julia. Who knows? Let's go back to Judd. Judd was the crippled boy that was given away uh, to Susan and Daniel. And he didn't find out that Jacob was his true father until he was 10. Okay, so maybe Jacob ended up having a few daddy issues. Maybe. And maybe he was a little bit upset that he gave him away and kept the other children. Um, I don't know. What what would be his motive? Revenge? Uh, he could be feeling like a piece of tr- trash. Maybe he was a psychopath because of it. Maybe. Uh, rumors set were that the Holcombs was being cut from the, the will. So Judd, Susan, and Daniel would have been cut from the will. That was the, the rumor going on. Um, so they could have been after the money. But it still doesn't make sense that no money was taken. Right. Because um, everything was in the house and everybody knew that. Yeah. Um. So... Evidence was that Judd wore an iron shoe to make uh, walking easier, and they actually found tracks around the barn of an iron shoe print. I don't know how, but, you know, 145 people went there. What are, I mean, there might have been a clubfoot guy around. There might have been. Who knows? Yeah. Um, and the p- important papers were stolen, like I said, and the, and the will was stolen, um, but no money was ever taken. Uh, three months after the murder, uh, they actually ended up letting go Julia and George because there was not enough evidence. Um, the only thing weird about Julia is she ended up changing her story. Uh, she said that she slept through the whole thing, and then she came back later and said she must have been chloroformed. 
Um, and they actually smelled chloroform in there uh, when they went to investigate. So maybe she didn't mean to change her story. Maybe that she was really like. Sick. Yeah, but then the newspapers came out probably before she changed her story. Mm-hmm. She probably found like she probably heard that somewhere and that was like, yep, I must have been chloroformed. So who knows? But would you really know it if you were? It takes. I guess it doesn't take. I mean, it's not instant. It's like uh, it takes a couple minutes. So I don't know. Hmm. Maybe she didn't know she was chloroformed, and she was. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe that explains why she didn't know about anything. Yeah, maybe. Um. So three months after the murder, his mom's sister or sister mom, whatever, Susan was found dead. So another one of Jacob's kids are dead. Um, yeah. Some say that she committed suicide because she didn't want to testify against her husband, Daniel, because he was actually on the trial for the murder. Okay. Um, because they found out about the will being gone and all that stuff. So he was the next suspect. Suspect. Do you need water? Do you have water? I do have water. I do. Okay. Water break. Yeah, yeah, definitely some water break. I'm getting a dry, dry mouth. And I'm not even talking yet. I know. I feel like I've been talking forever. Yeah. Okay. So three months after his murder, I said Susan actually was found dead. Some say she was poisoned and some say she committed suicide because she didn't want to testify against Daniel. Right. You know, because she was a good wife. Yeah. And um, nowadays, you cannot testify against your spouse. I, I know. Well, I have a theory. I think that she knew too much. Yeah, probably. After I hear more and more about the story and I look into it further and further, I actually think there was more than one person involved. Yeah. Um, James Foy was actually um, a, I think, the Holcombs farmhand. Okay. Um, he's actually another suspect, and he actually, after the murders, had a revolver very similar to what was used. Mm-hmm. And he was going around all the pubs kind of bragging and talking about the murders in detail. Hmm. Yes. Now that sounds like a guilty dude. There's so many guilty people in this, I swear. It's like, I swear, it's like a drama. So James is in the, let's say kitchen with revolver (laughs) okay i'll get back to daniel later um but uh james actually was getting drunk at all these pubs and was like hey look at my revolver and like and like i might have i might have shot some people with it (laughs) (laughs) he was not very smart um and then he was he was actually following this union man that actually seems like he knew too much mm-hmm. and he shot him. So, and then he went back to the Holcombs and he ended up telling Judd, Hey dude, I shot somebody. Yeah. That's the story. Anyway, let's see. That is James. And then James actually died by suicide, but could have been a murder. They're not sure. A few days later after this occurred because there was so many people coming up to him and say, hey, did, I heard you murdered somebody. Hey, I heard you murdered somebody because he couldn't keep his damn mouth shut. Yeah. So they're not sure if he actually committed suicide or if he was murdered. Well, what kind of idiot 
I know. Would he was like the stupid? He's the stupid criminal of the day. It's like James I Boy. stuck my hand in the cookie jar, jar. Watch me do it. Yeah, I know. He's such an idiot. Wow. So, anyways, I'm gonna get into Daniel now, and then we'll wrap it up. Um, so Daniel's trial started in 1884. Daniel, remember, was Judd's dad. Um, and I think he was in the living room with the rope. <laughs> Clue. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so um, he knew that Judd was going to be cut out of the will and Susan. And um, that probably pissed him off. Right. Uh, Susan died during his trial. Actually, and another strange thing, uh, there was another witness that actually testified against Daniel. Um, she ended up getting killed by her axe-murdering husband in, like, the same time around the trial. I think it was, like, a few days wow. after. Yeah. Um, maid actually, their maid, their live-in maid actually saw three bloody cloths buried in their yard. Hmm. But didn't belong to any of the killers. They they said I I don't know they couldn't they can't there was no evidence they probably didn't have a whole lot of stuff back then to actually tie they it didn't in. Have DNA they didn't anything. have blood type or anything like that. They just so had hearsay. Hearsay. Look at. It could have been you know maybe somebody cut themselves on the farm. Who knows? You know they don't know. Right. Um, and then another person that died was the prosecutor during the trial. There was a lot of deaths in this one. A lot of deaths. Um, but the murder was actually never solved. Wow. And Judd actually never went to trial, even though somebody said that he sh- he shot them. A sheriff said, hey, Judd's shot me. I'm pretty sure it was Judd. Um, he never went to trial, ever. Huh. He, um, he actually ended up with Jacob's inheritance, but then he lost it to the bank. In 1940 something, I can't remember. I don't think I wrote that. I don't think I wrote that down. Um, so he lived with his wife for 53 years in Jackson County, um, and then his house burned down a few later years later after he died, um, and they suspected an arson fire. Oh man! I know. So now I'm gonna get to the haunting, and it's it's really quick actually. Supposedly on November 21st, the anniversary of the deaths, Eunice is spotted going because she's actually buried in a different cemetery. She's buried in uh, St. John Cemetery. Uh She supposedly rises up from her grave, crosses the road, walks down the road, chills a little bit, maybe has the cigarettes, you know. And then goes into Jacob's grave. 
So people see apparitions rocking down the road. They hear disembodied voices always on November 21st. And we should go out there November 21st. Yeah, but they have people blocking off the road and stuff now. Like, people watch it on November 21st. I wonder if we could talk to somebody about letting us in. Yeah, maybe. Um, so, faint sounds of crying can be heard. So, Eunice and Jacob maybe are just not at rest, I'm thinking. Um, their murder never got solved. They never got true justice. So, um even on other days besides uh, November 21st, you can see Eunice and Jacob. I guess they can see like um, white clouds going over the, you know, gravestones. Wow, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's really cool. So that's the Crouch family murders. If you guys want to see my sources, I will have show notes on our website and I will put all the sources that I had on that. And um, yeah. And show notes and all that stuff. If you guys want to read instead of hear. I will be getting into my story next. And that is going to be Sheepers Creepers. Creepers. Stay tuned. <laughs>